When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to the podcast. In this session, we will cover part two of our mini-series covering hepatitis C virus in pregnancy. In this session, we will cover medical management and interpartum and postpartum care. Any woman who receives a diagnosis of hepatitis C virus infection during pregnancy should be referred to a hepatologist or an infectious disease specialist. Remember that hepatitis C virus is a genetically diverse RNA virus with six different genotypes that affect the choice and the efficacy of treatment regimens. The goal of any treatment regimen is to achieve a sustained viremic regression response. That's defined as an undetectable RNA load. 12 to 24 weeks after completing treatment. Since 99% of patients who achieve this viremic response remain RNA negative during long-term follow-up, sustained viremic response is considered indicative of cure of hepatitis C virus. Now, in patients who do not have active cirrhosis, sustained viral response to treatment is associated with a resolution of liver disease. And in patients with cirrhosis, regression of hepatic fibrosis may be seen and the risk of complications like hepatic failure or hepatocellular carcinoma and portal hypertension, while still possible, is much lower than in untreated individuals. Patients do not need to avoid acetaminophen use during pregnancy when they have hepatitis C, but a commonly used regimen is to reduce the maximum dose from 4 grams down to about 2 grams. Serial lab surveillance of liver function tests or serial viral load assessments during pregnancy in hepatitis C virus positive women is generally not recommended. So let's say that again. According to the Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine, serial lab surveillance of liver function or serial viral load assessments during pregnancy is really not recommended. As discussed previously, serum levels of ALT tend to decrease during the second and third trimesters of pregnancy anyway. In other words, liver function is expected to improve, not worsen, during pregnancy. All right, next, let's talk about how hepatitis C virus is treated in non-pregnant individuals. Up until 2011, the standard of care treatment for chronic hepatitis C virus was pegulated interferon alpha and ribavirin. But in 2011, direct-acting antiviral medications called DAA were released, and this revolutionized the treatment of hepatitis C. These drugs directly inhibit the replication cycle of hepatitis C virus. According to guidelines released in 2016, interferon-based regimens are no longer recommended for the treatment of hepatitis C. Currently recommended DAA regimens typically can achieve a sustained viremic response rate of greater than 90% and they're better tolerated than interferon-based regimens. 
Treatment is recommended for all patients with chronic hepatitis C virus. However, what about their use in pregnancy? Well, none of the antiviral therapies recommended for hepatitis C virus are currently approved for use in pregnant women. Ribavirin specifically is contraindicated because of its association with embryocidal and or teratogenic effects in all animal species. So that's a clinical pearl. Never use ribavirin in pregnancy. Studies are limited on the effects of second-generation DAA therapy in pregnancy. There's no adequate human data regarding any of these antivirals, and safety data come entirely from animal reproduction studies. The FDA has not categorized most of these drugs in terms of pregnancy safety, mainly because these drugs were introduced after the FDA stopped using the A, B, C, D, and X pregnancy drug categories in 2014. So, due to lack of human studies, the Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine states that no DAA therapy has yet been approved to treat hepatitis C viral infection in pregnancy, and its use really should be limited to clinical trials. All right, having said that, let's take a quick five-second break, and then we're going to discuss the mode of delivery and vertical transmission of the virus. mode of delivery, vaginal or C-section, has not been shown to be a risk factor for vertical transmission of hepatitis C. No statistically significant difference in the risk of vertical transmission has been noted according to this mode of delivery in various studies. Moreover, in 2011, a meta-analysis of studies on hepatitis C viral vertical transmission by mode of delivery found no significant difference. Because all published studies on mode of delivery and the risk of vertical transmission of the virus are observational and most do not assess viral load at the time of delivery, these studies should still be interpreted cautiously. Still, it's the recommendation of the Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine that cesarean delivery not be done solely for the prevention of vertical transmission of hepatitis C. Now, does labor management affect the risk of vertical transmission? Well, several factors in labor have been associated with an increased risk of vertical transmission, namely prolonged rupture of membranes, internal fetal monitoring, and episiotomy. One study reported that membrane rupture for greater than six hours was associated with an increased risk of vertical transmission, but other studies have not shown that. So, based on the available evidence, it's recommended that obstetric care providers avoid internal fetal monitoring, avoid prolonged rupture of membranes, and episiotomy in managing labor and hepatitis C virus-positive women, unless it's unavoidable in the course of management. Now, it's also recommended that obstetricians avoid amniotomy and episiotomy in managing labor, if at all possible. Now, expectant management of ruptured membranes should be avoided at term in women with hepatitis C, and patients with ruptured membranes at term should be actively managed in labor. Now, there are inadequate data regarding the perinatal risk of hepatitis C transmission with expectant management in the setting of preterm prolonged rupture of membranes. So currently, it's the recommendation to use usual obstetrical management in cases of preterm premature rupture of membranes. Okay, as we wrap up this session, let's briefly talk about 
postnatal issues, mainly breastfeeding. Well, is breastfeeding safe in the hepatitis C virus positive mother? Breastfeeding does not appear to affect the risk of vertical transmission. Therefore, ACOG and the CDC state that breastfeeding is safe in women with hepatitis C viral infection. Well, what about the newborn? How should infants born to hepatitis C virus positive women be screened for infection? Well, because anti-hepatitis C viral antibodies can be present in the newborn as a result of transplacental passage, you have to be careful with immediately checking anti-hepatitis B viral antibodies in the newborn. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics and the CDC, the recommendation for screening of infants born to hepatitis C positive women is to check for anti-hepatitis C viral antibodies greater than 18 months of age or for hepatitis C viral RNA on two occasions in infants who are greater than one month of age. Again, to screen the newborn, you have to wait for 18 months or more to check for the antibodies or check an RNA level on two occasions in infants that are greater than one month of age. All right, that wraps up our part two session on hepatitis C, the management section in pregnancy. We'll see you next time. 